Hey, camera, turn a little bit. No, that's why it looks weird. Can't turn. That looks a lot better. Uh, the camera can turn, just not on its own. Boop. <laughs> we are professional podcasters. I am still trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to reorganize this basement before, before Extra Life. Good luck with that. There's so many things. You still want that desk? What desk? That desk. My drawing desk? That desk. Yes, it was a Christmas present from my mom last year. Oh, man. The I, plan I is... I need a desk for my computer. That's not a computer desk. That thing folds up, moves up. It's oh. made to be drawn upon. Which is why I think I might end up taking it upstairs after we reorganize everything up there yes. and turn the spare bedroom into... Your drawing studio. <laughs> no... <laughs> It'll still be a spare bedroom. We're just gonna get rid of the king size bed or king size queen size bed and um, put one of those like sofa bed things in it. So you should do commissions. What are you doing? That's how you make some money. What are you doing? I have a piece of salt for my fries with my finger. No, man. Now I'm hungry. Hi, <laughs> hello, welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm Chris and I am Nate. It's a two-person podcast. We've decided there is no third person. Yeah. No reason at all. I'm not salty. I'm not me, the salty one. You're the salty one. That is strange. I'm not going to be salty about it all. I know the person and I know what they are like, so... We love them. We really do. I do. Sometimes... Three times in a row. Sometimes people you love disappoint you. There's a a strike system. Yeah. There's a strike system. Dave. Just Next time, your your, your drawing won't just be a bald person. Did you see? You don't go on Instagram, do you? No. So I'm currently doing Inktober. Okay. Uh, and I've actually kept up with it. I have my day, drawing done for today. I just haven't uploaded it yet. Um, but one of them was one of the the prompts was pattern, and I decided, fuck it, I'm doing male pattern baldness. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> let me pull it up for you real quick. You just drew a bunch of people you knew. Who, I drew people. a single person. But it wasn't originally planned to specifically be any person, specifically. But <laughs> I was then told that it looks very much like a specific person. Oh, Jesus. I like the lens flare. I actually put a lens flare on the head. Dave, uh, buddy, never grew bald. <laughs> he commented on it, though. His dad is bald. I know. Which is why I'm like... After I did it, I'm like, oh, shit, did I predict Dave's baldness? There's a reason I wear a hat every podcast. That's because you're bald. Ding. I started balding at 19. It's because you masturbated too much. No. Isn't that the thing? No. You'll go blind. Those, <laughs> those aren't glasses. You are going blind. <laughs> I am going blind. Do you have hairy palms? I never understood that. I don't know. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. It sounds weird because it sounds like your pubes just start growing out of your palms instead. If you masturbate, you're not going to get hairy palms. If you get hairy palms, that might mean you have a gland disorder. It might just mean you're a chimpanzee instead of a human. Or a werewolf. If you were any of these things, contact your doctor. Did it ever throw you off that where is the human part in that? No. No? Because, like, werehog, that means it's a human hog. Yes. Not... Not a hog human. Not... No, no. What? No. Not a hog wolf. <laughs> a hog so wolf. Sonic wouldn't turn into 
a weird werewolf looking thing he would turn into a weird human looking thing oh shit it finally happened years down the road (laughs) when do those redesigns happen uh hey we we don't know what we're doing anymore we do we We have have, we kind of have a plan we have topics um games are cool games are cool speaking of let's just start off with the stuff we normally do did you play anything new or interesting this week all i have played Oh, you know, no, I did get back into, we were, we were talking, mentioned, touched on it a little bit before. Yep. Um, Density. I checked out Density 2 again. Nice. Uh, Destiny 2 is now free to play for everyone. F2P. Up until, because it includes some of the expansions, right? It does include some up of until the expansions. The Fallen? I believe it includes up until the Fallen. It's up until like the end of the first raid, I think. Yeah. So you have to pay for the Fallen still, and you have yeah. to pay for Shadow Bus. Shadow Keep. Whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I almost said Shadow Cunt. That would have been closer. Uh, I've been so wrong. <laughs> shadow Cunt? <laughs> Why would that be bad? Um, no, I, uh, I have not played it since... Like, literally, it came to PC, I bought it, I installed it, I played through the tutorial, nobody else had it on PC, so I'm like, alright, cool, this was a game I spent $60 on, so no, I got it for yeah. like 40 maybe. Oh, it takes a specific kind of person to solo your way through that type of game, like I did. Getting through the story is pretty much the solo content right there after that. And I don't requires... know where the story is, that's the problem with this update. Yeah, it's just, after that portion, it pretty much requires group play to progress any further in the game, yeah. because you've got to do strikes, and you've got to do PvP, and you've got to do stuff like that to further progress. It's like half of the fucking missions that it gives me, the requests that it can give me, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, complete a strike, complete this thing, complete... I'm like, I can't do that by myself. Yeah, so, I mean... It is a game to be enjoyed with friends, which I'll eventually get back into it. Right now, my focus is Breakpoint. Um, Breakpoint. Ghost Recon. Oh. See, I I want another story player game, or main line story focused Destiny, or Destiny, Bungie game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they made some great fucking games. Yeah. Uh and you could still play multiplayer, and it was a lot easier to play multiplayer with that. Yeah. Um, the, well, it's it's the, the loot and shoot games that I'm not a fan of. I still enjoy the shooting. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing something right. Uh, yeah. There are some times that I feel like I'm doing more than well, I probably should with some of these shots that I'm making. There's some people who won't enjoy looter shooters just for the way the game mechanics work. And a looter shooter... I mean, it's defined... Your play style is defined ultimately by the loot you're going to get. Hmm. So, when we talk about this kind of game is, even in Destiny, your favorite type of gun, for example, may be a pulse rifle, which is a three-round burst, typically. That's my favorite. So, that may be your favorite type of gun. I switch between those. But then you pick up, say, a better, like, standard... What was that? Why are we making Mario noises? Somebody subscribed or followed. What does it say there in the chat? It says, hello. Hello. Yeah, factory. Yeah, factory. That says Yif Factory. I'm running away. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, Yif. <laughs> You're good. We know you like it. No. Um, you you know you can be a furry without wanting to fuck animals? Yes. Yeah, okay. But I'm also just not a furry. Alright. <laughs> um, don't worry. I won't perpetuate that. <laughs> Truth. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking with 
with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you would have, if you could have told us yesterday on a national coming out day, if that was true, is that no. a thing? That is a thing. But the um, that's what I was worried about. No. Um, yeah, I enjoy Destiny. I I would like some other people to get on. I am. We're good. Thank you for asking. We're kind of good. No, We're good. The uh... um. I would like for other people to play. Uh, I know Google Stadia, when mm-hmm. it launches, that is an included game for anybody that yeah. starts up. And me and Lou have mm-hmm. gotten it. I don't know if you and Dave were planning on doing I it. I will... I'll get it if... I'm waiting for a proof of concept to happen. Well, that's the thing. It's We're in the founder's pack. We're getting in before everybody. Well, that's true. You're getting in on the ground floor. But I remember... The same thing, we even had this conversation because I misremembered you getting an Ouya for some reason. I didn't get that. I know you didn't. I wanted to. I remember, now I remember it was, I think, Chad who got one. Um, But when the Ouya launched, a lot of people had, like, scooped it up immediately was my point. And it was just a total lackluster, disappointing experience for the people who bought it. It sucks, though, because there were some really fun fucking games on there. There were fun games on it, but at the same time, it's... I understand the Stadia has the support of Google behind it, the largest tech company. Yeah, it also has support of Ubisoft, heavy yes. support from Ubisoft. It's got the enough. well, it's got the support of the largest, literally largest I mean, tech company in the entire world. <laughs> um, and and I mean, when I say largest, I'm talking like Microsoft used to be the largest. Google overtook them rather quickly. <laughs> world blind. <laughs> so. I understand that it has all this support behind it, and it's got this great like plan for its launch in effect with a lot of third party support but I want to see it be you know I want to see it have the same staying power as an Xbox or a PS4 does before I commit to that purchase I don't want to just pick one up day one sit down and play it with a couple people and enjoy the hype train for like a week or two and then have it be yet another console collecting dust in a corner so that's the thing it's not a console well, no, it's a digital streaming you, box. You don't actually. Well, no, you don't need to buy anything. If you if you have if you already have a Chromecast, you're mm-hmm. good. If you have a phone, my phone will. I don't need to buy an extra thing. It'll just work on my phone. My computer, I don't have to buy anything extra. It just works on my computer. All the work is being done on another server, so it's not going to be running on any other. So it's things. using that cloud computing. Kinda, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, because okay, um, I'm going to say your, your fucking Chromecast doesn't have the processing power to run. And that's the thing; it, does, it just has to have the ability to <laughs> show things. Um, I'm it, wondering it, what the lag time between a stream game versus a it's weird installed game. So that game. is a whole thing that they there's been talk about mm-hmm. um, the possibility of basically. I didn't. I only skimmed through part of this one article talking about it, but basically these kind of services almost predicting your next button press. Mm-hmm. So it's basically pre-processing you about to hit a button. So it's going to use a lot of machine learning. A lot and of that's fancy crazy to me. It is crazy. Um, it, it's doable because it's going to, based on the context in which you're... The only thing is I can't remember who was really talking about it, if it was Project X Cloud or Stadia that was yeah. worth talking about that. Um but I am. I, I'm excited. I really, I, to be honest, I think we both went in on this mm-hmm. uh, to get the controller. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice looking controller. <laughs> nice and I'm pretty sure you can still use it with a PC, even if it's not oh, yeah. uh, Google Stadia. Plus, 
you get to guarantee your name. Mm-hmm. You get to you get the controller. You get to guarantee your name. You get a Chromecast Ultra or whatever Plus Ultra. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Beyond Ultra. Plus Ultra. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I t- <laughs> unless you want all of the power. For, for one, one for all. What's the next time you like pick your nerves or something? You break a finger doing it. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> Are you caught up on that? My Hero Academia. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You've only you only watch though, right? Yes. Okay. He's got full cowling now. And he just keeps just, showing up in percentage. Just saying. I know stuff about the manga. Man. Man. <laughs> It's gone. Look, season four is coming out soon. So it just came out today, technically. Um, I think it actually got delayed in Japan. I think there was a storm, but I think certain places still got the oh. the subtitle. Speaking of, there was a dub trailer for Demon Slayer. Really? Fucking awful. Who's the? Oh, okay. Now I need to look up who the voice actor is. It doesn't matter because the dubs are just terrible. Is it? Because in my head. The guy that's playing... who's the, what's, the, what's the main character's name? Tanjiro. Yeah. the In my head, he should be voiced by the same guy that's doing the English voice of um, Deku. Mm. 100% in my head, that's what I hear. I mean, it could be. I'm not entirely sure because I don't know voice actors like that. But yeah. the biggest offense was Inosuke's voice actor, the guy who wears the boarhead. Um, his English Bryce voice Pappenbrook. actor sounds very... Okay, I know... Who I know of Bryce Pappenbrook. Is he the voice of the main character from Blue Exorcist? Mm, possibly. <clears throat> These people do so much. <laughs> He's the voice of Young Vasha Stampede. He's the voice of Kida and Dararara. Rin. Yep. Rin. So he is the voice of the main character in Blue Exorcist. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. It just, again, Inosuke's voice was. Totally messed up. Um, uh, they cast well, no, that's, a voice that's actor who it is. for Nezuko who speaks for literally like one episode. Yeah, I mean she will get lines oh, no, later they do, on based they do on flashbacks. They do Don't flashbacks. spoil me, okay? I'm only like eight episodes in. Okay, well she will get lines later on, um, but it doesn't matter how many episodes you're in because the season already ended, and the next season technically will be the movie. I do not know what Ano Anohana is. Anohana? Yeah. The I've flower with we s- like this anime movie? I think it's Oh a, it's a series. It is yeah, a series. It looks like slice it was a movie. Of life style anime. Anohana. It was a really popular anime that I never watched. That's what I No, they asked about it. Oh. Yeah, it was a popular anime I didn't watch. <laughs> That's what I know about Anohana. It's on Netflix, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um Oh wow, it's from two thousand eleven. Um anyway. No, what I was saying before, though, just to backtrack a bit here about looter shooters, is you're gonna <laughs> because it it goes back to like what I'm experiencing breakpoint now is like there's only so many guns in these games to choose from. You find ones you really like, but then you find a better one, but it's not the gun you like to use. Yeah, and so it's like you're kind of forced to use it because it's stat stat level or whatever they use to quantify that is so far above what you currently have. So you kind of deal with it for a while, where if you're playing a typical single-player shooter game, like a Halo or a James Bond or something like that, if you pick up a weapon, you know what it does. It's not inherently better or worse than any other weapon in the game. It just has trade-offs. Like, you pick up an AK-47 in Call of Duty. Okay, it hits harder, but it's less accurate than 
like an M4 would be, which is super accurate, but doesn't hit as hard. So, so I, you have that trade-off. I really, I think my biggest, I, I'm just mm-hmm. not, I, I've come to realize I just don't enjoy those kind of games. I don't enjoy yeah. the constantly finding a new weapon to be swiping out. That's part of the reason why I didn't get Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so other than Destiny, which has been fun to get back to, uh, I haven't beaten it, but I played a good, or, uh, almost the entirety of um, the memeable, the most memeable game of the year. Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. I don't think we talked about it. No, we didn't. Um, or No, you know what? I had just started playing it uh, mm-hmm. that day. Um, it's fun. Just being an asshole goose. Mm-hmm. Fucking with this little town. Little British town. Uh, I think it's a great premise for a puzzle game. Is the idea that most puzzle games have this sort of almost noble goal in mind. You were solving a puzzle to... Or save yourself. Or, to yeah. save yourself or beat something evil or something like that. An Untitled Goose Game, I think part of its brilliance is the fact that it is called Untitled Goose Game. It almost had a name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was a really bad pun. Um, well, I think that's just part of the charm of the game. It's just called Untitled Goose Game. So you're given no information about what you're actually getting into up yeah. front. And then you start playing it, and all of a sudden, the game isn't giving you, like, text hints that pop up on screen and tell you exactly what to do. You're figuring out stuff by interacting with the game world. And then some of the stuff you do, if you don't know anything about the game up front, you're convinced that you did something wrong because now, like, an NPC is mad at you for taking their water pail out of their garden. (laughs) It's adorable. Uh, It's, I think one of my favorite things is... How uh, I was talking online with somebody about uh, you can steal something from somebody and drop it on a crate inside this woman's like street store kind of thing, and when they go to get the thing, the woman makes them buy it back. <laughs> and it's it's one of the things you have to do, but just you can do it to everybody. They will eventually mm-hmm. follow you and come back to the thing. Uh, like stuff she's not even supposed to sell. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's the thing. There's in every area. There's one point where you basically have to get a collect a checklist of items. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, most of it's like do this, do this, do this. But then it's like, hey, you want to have a picnic? Get th- one of each of these items, kind of thing. Uh, and the first one is it's you are stealing everything from the gardener. Yeah. And the last thing you want to get is the radio because the radio is playing the entire time, and he's like, "That's my radio. Why you take my radio?" <laughs> well, they're British, not Italian. Uh, <laughs> 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 but it's it's a cute game. It's I think it's on sale right now on most places. Uh, mm-hmm. But regular price, I think it's twenty bucks. One hundred percent get it. It's got a. I don't know what the art style would be considered considered kind of minimalisty. It's to a certain extent. The characters don't have. There, it's you have noses, no mm-hmm. eyes, no mouths. No, it's um, a pretty minimalist art style, which I overall the goose, goose is the only one that has a mouth. Yeah, overall, I mean. The art direction of the game is very good because everything's not distinguished by a hard line so much as is the color of what it is. It's almost Samurai Jack X, where they made sure in that show not to draw black yeah, outlines no on lines. characters. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I need to <laughs> now that it's done. I need to binge watch the entirety of Primal. Mm. Um, I believe that's what it's called. Yeah. So that's what Untitled Goose Game looks like. Nothing's nothing has a hard outline to it. You just very clearly tell what things are by colors and shadows. <laughs> Um, but anyway, because you were talking about Destiny, we can just segue into this. Part of Destiny, you said you wanted a single-player story-driven game from Bungie. Yes. 
Are you going to bring up what they said? Well, part of the problem with that was their acquisition. Um, they were stuck doing by shit. Activision. Is Activision has made a big push in the games market for games as a service style games. Basically, stuff that's easy to monetize is what they're looking at. Yeah. This actually caused a big controversy for the latest Call of Duty game because there was all this question about whether or not it was going to include microtransactions after the betas had been released and stuff like that. Because the betas didn't include any of that. You, there was no store to look at or anything like that. Um, and the news came out that, yeah, there were going to be some microtransactions in the game, but Activision wasn't clear about what they would be. Yeah. And then it turned out that, okay, there'll be, like, a very minimal bit of loot boxes in the game. There'll be a tiered loot system like there were in previous Call of Duty games, whereby you earn points that level you up through different tiers, and then you get specialized loot based on which tiers you hit. Um... It doesn't seem as intrusive as, say, a randomized sort of loot box style thing. Breakpoint has something similar where you earn tiers by doing various daily missions. They do have a point cap, though, 400 points a day that you can earn. Mm, that's um, annoying. So you earn those points, but you get... You can usually get several tiers within a day, and within those tiers, it's about every other tier is a randomized loot box that you earn. That loot box usually includes something cosmetic in it. Um... And that's always been one of the biggest debates back and forth about whether or not cosmetic items and loot boxes are okay or not. Um, I'm waiting to see. As excited as I was playing the beta for Modern Warfare, you know, it's one of those games that I can't 100% get behind saying, okay, go buy this day one, even if you're a Call of Duty fan, because I don't know what the multiplayer is going to look like yet in its full form. If it's plagued by the stupid mechanics that, say, like, Call of Duty World War II had, I just won't fucking buy it. I'll just leave it alone. I'll, I will swear off Call of Duty at that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's just not worth it to me. As much as I want to play that game with my friends and enjoy it and have fun and enjoy this supposedly new, exciting, more gritty campaign, I can't get behind a game that, you know, throws that stuff in anymore for yeah. the sake of making an extra buck. It's just not worth it to me. You know... I said it I said it a long time ago. The way you make money on your game is make a good game that costs sixty dollars. People will go and buy it. That's well, all there is to it. <laughs> if you can't here's the thing, if you can't Not profit, on multiplayer games. Well even to me, on a multiplayer, not on multiplayer even games. Even on a multiplayer game. If you cannot make a profit on a sixty dollar title, then that means you did something wrong during the process of development. You went over budget. That's all there is to it. That's really, how business see, works. I don't think that's true. Mm -hmm. Just because mm -hmm. of the fact that we have had $60 games forever. Yeah. That prices stayed at the same level. And that the technology is... and the cost of making them has only gone up. Well, then that means they need to start charging more for those games. This is how the market works. If so you... you would rather pay $100 for a game. I would pay $100 for a game if that meant that the game companies weren't going to stack on all this extra crap to get more than $100 out of me at the end of the day. But they don't. Need, you don't need to spend that money to get you don't, that, though. The thing is, is everyone Fuck always... Fuck everybody else. I only care about what I'm okay, going to be paying well, for this game. Even if you say that, what I'm saying is everybody, everybody says that. What you said, everybody says that, mm. right? Everyone says, oh, well, you don't need to spend money on microtransactions. That somehow yeah. justifies their existence. It doesn't. Because those microtransactions, as we've covered previously on this show, are designed to be predatory. 
They're designed to prey on people's fear of missing out and their addictive tendencies and to get people to buy into those systems and after they got them, to keep going. <laughs> so it's not just, oh, you don't have to spend money. If you're a seven-year-old kid playing Fortnite for the first time yeah, that shit's and kids are picking on you because you have a default skin, then you're inherently going to want to spend money on that game to get the cool stuff. See, now with that, though, mm. I don't feel... Uh... And, but that's what Call this of Duty is the did. problem with that is a whole other conversation. The fact that there are kids, and I mean, we brought this up years ago with call with um people insulting kids by calling them say that they're Genji mains yeah. and that kind of shit. That it's one hundred percent the way that kids are are treating other kids, and that they're raised, I guess, or not raised it to is... do. That's a whole. We can't really have that conversation because we don't have kids. I treat my cats to be as good to each other as they possibly can, and they're still assholes to each other. Because guess what? They're cats, and I love them, but they're still gonna fuck you up if you fuck with them, or if you don't fuck with them, or if you're Nate. Um, no, they never bit you, right? Your well, okay. Cooper does. Me. Cooper bites playfully. Your um, cats never bit me. Cooper just doesn't. Just runs away from me. I'm afraid he's racist. I don't know. There are so it's weird. Animals are just weird like that sometimes. Um, no, but here's the thing. I, I get what you're saying, but here's the thing about that. I want to stay on this topic because we all have very diffi- different. I know, options but it things. still applies to adults. Even is it's not necessarily adults making fun of each other for not having oh, yeah. that content, but for example, Activision like purposefully did this with Call of Duty World War Two. You have a hub world, which the primary function of the hub world is for people to open their loot boxes in front of each other. And it's just to show off. It is that factor where it's like the reason people want supercars is because they see other people driving supercars and they want that status that comes with them. I'm not saying everybody does. And a, a whole lot of people go, oh, well, I'm not subject to peer pressure and, you know, so on and so forth. Everybody is. You can tell yourself that lie all you want, but everybody has had that moment in their life where they've wanted something simply because someone else had it and they thought it was cool. That's all there is to it. And while, yes, it is true that kids shouldn't be treating each other that way online, we have a question of, well, yes, we have a question of ethics when businesses know that but prey upon it anyway. See, they allow the they allow that behavior to happen. They even encourage that behavior just want because them, it makes them money. I want them to still make their money, and I I'm perfectly fine with them doing tra- microtransactions in a less like loot boxes. I'm I'm we're, finally we're I'm okay at the point with them doing microtransactions in an ethical fashion. Well, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> at the point, and I I I've you know my feelings about like how with the loot boxes and if it's just cosmetic stuff. All right. I'll concede to the whole thing that loot boxes just shouldn't fucking exist in video games anymore. No. And there are games that are now taking those actions. Uh, Psionics yeah. has removed the loot box from their from Rocket League. Mm-hmm. They are implementing a newer, a different system. It's you still have to pay for things, but you now know what you are getting. You get yeah. blueprints, and you basically it's like, hey, you've collected this blueprint. If you want to do this or you can trade it with somebody but you have to spend money to then access this blueprint go for it you're not you're not putting a random number generator on someone's purchase exactly that i i've gotten to the point i've just accepted it let's just do away with that shit if i am going to spend money on a game i want to know what i'm getting with spending that money 
Yeah. But you can keep doing that. If it's a purely multiplayer game, like if Black Ops 4... 4? Yes. 4. If Black Ops 4 came out and was like, hey, you... It's a $60 game. Like, I'm weird. I'm still weird Whatever about, the price tag yeah. may be on the game. <laughs> I, it, I'm still at this... And this is why I'm kind of weird. It, mm-hmm. To me, a $60 game should be single player games should have a single player story you don't have to have multiplayer to me if i'm spending 60 dollars, i want it to be a full story game built into it yeah multiplayer games even if they look amazing i and i know how much money goes into it part of it is because of how much they make from the microtransactions i wish that they would put those out at a lower price point yeah for two reasons one you drop a say the next uh, I can't think of a game. I mean, hell, they don't even need to put fucking money on it. Look at Fortnite. Look at mm-hmm. Apex Legends. You drop those games for free for people. Mm-hmm. Put microtransactions that you know what you are buying. Not the loot box, whatever. Oh, you keep the season pass, right? Yeah. yeah. Keep the season, season pass idea. You're making a shit ton of money without having to be... You don't know what you're going to get with this. Yeah. Do that. Stop. Stop making people not know what they're getting. Well, stop making it a, a I gamble. Think that's the biggest gripe. Is that that's the operative word? Is don't is gamble. Yeah. That's the problem that people had with a lot of microtransactions. And that's why it's addictive. Spending money without knowing what you are getting. If you know what you're getting, you're not going to have that same kind of addictive pull. Yes, I, I but don't it's think especially addictive when you know the thing you want is in these loot boxes. You want that one thing. But it may be a chance out of a hundred to get. I mean, in all honesty, I have done that. Mm-hmm. You, I, and I've been very open about it. I wanted all of the Junkrat skins. Yeah. And two for a time, I would spend the money to get them. And I mean, luckily, I, I didn't end up spending as much as some people probably have. Well, for me, it was... I had to stop playing that mobile game I kept talking about, Honkai Impact Thank 3rd. fucking God. I stopped playing it, one, because eventually I just ran out of content to run through. Um... Two, I was eating, literally eating my own fucking savings, just spending money on the game. Well, we were talking, at that point, when you mm. were playing, you when, still didn't have a job. Well, you were, you were driving job. to pay for this yes. game, basically. And <laughs> the other part is, I also started playing it again in the wave of a massive content release for the game. Oh. The stuff that I spent money on wasn't old content it was all brand new stuff and i'm talking like brand new characters which are extremely rare to get in the first place but the chance of getting those characters in the loot boxes they come in was usually one out of a hundred so i had to spend money to get the in-game currency to buy a hundred loot boxes basically and if i didn't and it was guaranteed to come within those hundred at the very least but sometimes it would not come until that hundredth one. <laughs> so, you know, I'm spending money over and over again just to re-up to buy more loot boxes. And that almost... Did, I spent probably, I want to say, at the end know. of it all, like 800 to 1000 bucks on this fucking game. Holy <laughs> shit, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. No. <laughs> so I'm starting to realize part of your reasoning behind being against all these things is because you are one of the addictive personalities that well, spends this money. That's the thing, though, is I feel like to understand how predatory it can be is for me, I was that kind of person who knew about this issue for a while, and I was always like, 
oh no, I'm not going to be one of those people. I'm not going to fucking do this, right? And then I realize, like, I'm in bed with my iPad in my hand, and I'm doing exactly that thing. (laughs) And so the thing is, is when you're doing it, you can always find a way to justify what you're doing when you're spending money on it. That's the thing is, people can justify, you know, I went into thousands of dollars of credit card debt because I bought a car that I had no business fucking owning. Or I went and, you know... <laughs> I, my car debt is because I needed a car. That's true. I didn't go for an expensive supercar. No. But even so, like, you know, I've seen, like, college kids who take their student loan money and they use it to put down payments on fucking Mercedes. Like, you have no business doing that, but they do it because, again, it's that, it's those, just like that car company is preying on that person's want for that vehicle game companies are preying on your want for all these little in-game trinkets and items and characters and stuff like that and so it's not like it's not like this is new they're just being salesmen um but at the end of the day like we used to live in a world where you could pay money for a game no you could pay money for a game and you would get that game and you would play that game, and you would enjoy that game, and that would be the end of it. You maybe sat down and replayed it if you want to. But now we live in a world where every game is trying to grab your attention all the time. And it needs that attention because it needs you to keep spending money on the game. But at the same time, we have game companies with profit figures in the billions of dollars now, and because their shareholders are pushing them, of course, to make more money, because the shareholders want more money, games are getting more and more aggressive with the way that they market microtransactions specifically. And I mean, to the point where people have reported these as bugs to certain game companies, you'll go into just random menus in the game, and the game will throw you to a store page that you didn't even click on. <laughs> and so, Well, that's like, so I don't know if it does it that often on any kind of console game, but I know mm-hmm. mobile games, I am... My rule about mobile game is, like, I'll try any stupid fucking game. Like, some of the dumb, the the cute ads, not the ones that are like, can you figure out this puzzle and it has nothing to do with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, like, some of the, the cute puzzly kind of games. I'm like, eh, I'll give it a shot. The moment your game, and I, I've talked about this before, the moment you have a point where I understand ads, and I understand mm-hmm. games do the thing where it's like, spend money and don't have ads. Yes. If you have the, hey get three times as much points or restart without losing your place if you watch this ad right now. If you hit no and then the game still plays an ad, that's an instant uninstall. You are basically making me watch an ad even when I'm not getting the reward that you offered to begin with kind of thing. I actually had that experience with a mobile game where I was playing it it was $3 to take the ads off. And I was having fun with the games. So Did I you said, spend the money? Screw it. I'll and then it still give you $3. ads? So I realized, you know, I get to a point where I've failed a level or even completed a level in the game. Mm-hmm. And the game says, oh, well, watch an ad to get more points or whatever else that you want. And I was like, absolutely fuck not. I can't do this. It's like, I just spent money on you to not have these. Exactly. Yeah. So the game will... Even though, like, it's telling you, hey, you can spend three bucks to get rid of the ads, the game is telling you, we still need more of your money, so, never so done please the three sit down and watch more ads. Any of the ones I've ever done, it's been, like, 99 cents, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it's a fucking dollar. I'm okay. I'm, I'm enjoying this game enough that I'm going to spend a dollar to not have to oh, yeah. force my phone to try and find a way around ads. Yeah. <laughs> I start, and here's just a funny 
story to change the topic is I remember a while ago there was an issue with Facebook game ads particularly from these supposedly indie companies mm-hmm. using assets from other games and oh, yeah. advertisements. And by assets, sometimes I mean game actual game footage from a completely different game that wasn't theirs to Sounds market right. theirs. Um, recently, there was a game ad I found on Facebook that was using a fusion rifle from Destiny and the first-person arm view of a terrorist in Counter-Strike inspecting their weapon. <laughs> That people call that shit out like immediately online. <laughs> and I was like, if you're here's the thing, if you're gonna be any game developer, be anyone but digital homicide. That's all there is to it. Just don't be digital homicide. I don't remember who that is. So digital homicide was in any company that was publishing games on Steam that were basically asset flips. They were taking assets That's off of right. different websites, sticking them in their games, claiming they were theirs because they were free use assets making entire games out of them, selling them on Steam. Some of the games they made were copycats of their own games with different skins and titles. Um, big YouTuber and writer for The Escapist, Jim Sterling, called them out several times over this, and they tried to sue I Jim Sterling this. for $50 million fucking dollars. I remember this, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, they lost that case. Jim I think Sterling we may have actually brought them. it up on here We did. Point. Jim Sterling countersued them, one, and that was pretty much the end of Digital Homicide. Yeah. Um, they kind of learned the hard way that... It was digital you, homicide. Yes, you don't get to uh, just fuck about and do unethical shit and get away with it. <laughs> what? You can't do whatever you want and not get in trouble? That brings us to... Uh, oh, which one are we going to? <laughs> Alright, so, just to wrap it up, games are fun. Yes. Now we're going over to why games are shitty, or companies, game why companies, game companies can, be shitty. can be shitty sometimes. Are you fully up to date on this? Is this I current am, stuff that happened within the last day or so too? up to date on it as I can okay. be. Uh, and do you have anything about Tim Sweeney in there as well? No, nothing about Tim Sweeney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might bring that I up. I didn't then. know he was even connected to this. There, but... There's a thing he made a comment about. Okay, so the crux of the story is starting off, last week, a... Streamer, championship Hearthstone player, Grandmaster Championship, um, by the name of Blitz Chung, who lives in Hong Kong, um, after the victory in one of the tournaments on a stream, he donned a mask and he said something along the lines of Free Hong Kong, the revolution of our generation. Um, to put this in context, there have been massive protests across Hong Kong against the Chinese government. Because over a extradition bill, which would allow China basically to extradite prisoners from Hong Kong to have them tried in China. Mm-hmm. Um, Hong Kong has been in a very long fight for decades against China for to maintain its independence and autonomy. It has a lot of independence from China. Um, so these protests have been going on for a while. There's been a lot of media coverage over them. I won't even get into the weeds of that you can go and read all about that if you want to um the issue here is that blizzard immediately after he said this on stream banned him cut his stream off banned him from tournament play cut his stream off and took his prize money from him on top of that there were two shoutcasters who were covering his stream um they immediately fired were immediately fired as well so thank you for the follow why is it not showing up we're getting the sound for it, but not showing on the thing. Keep I don't going. know why Sorry. it's not showing, but thank you anyway. <laughs> um, so, 
let me just check my notes here, here to make sure I'm on the right track. Yeah, so they banned those two shoutcasters. They banned him from tournament play. He was initially banned, suspended from tournament play um, from Hearthstone for a year. Um, shortly after that, when players got wind of this, thousands of them began canceling their Blizzard accounts, um, stopped playing Blizzard games, to the point where Blizzard allegedly shut off any ability to cancel your account with them. Um, it may have been, it's a dispute of whether they did that or it was just too much traffic on their servers trying to do the same thing at one time. I believe it was Flock58 that followed us, so... Thing, yeah. Or Floki. I can't read it from here. It's a really tough... We're, I'm working on things. So they, Things are in progress. Yeah, so this hashtag Boycott Blizzard um, tag popped up on Twitter. It trended pretty frequently. A lot of people got rid of their accounts. Oddly, uh, uh, we talked about this just real mm -hmm. quickly. I, by chance, a day or two before all this stuff went down, actually had uninstalled all of Bl anything Blizzard-related on my computer. Uh partially because of the Steam transfer of um, Destiny 2. Destiny almost 2. Halo. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got out before everybody else. <laughs> I'm a psychic. Yeah, so, Blizzard, this Friday, actually, um, the president of Blizzard released a statement. Now, here's the funny thing. is Technically, there's two statements. There's the one we got in the U.S. on our social media. Yeah. And there's the one China got on their social media. <laughs> so, in that, that is a big part of this, too. <laughs> is while, yes, Blizzard immediately did something that any sane person would consider a bad choice, mm -hmm. um, it's weird to blame the entire company. It is. Because it was mainly the Chinese branch that it was, it was to blame. It was the Chinese branch. It seems as if the Activision and Blizzard CEOs or at least well, the executives... I feel like Activision got to be like, oh, this... No, we own oh, them, but this has nothing to do with us. You would think so, but Bobby Kotick, who is the oh, I didn't know, CEO I didn't of Activision, but... is getting a crap ton of heat for this because it's, it's a joint-owned company yeah. now. Like, they both are responsible. So, the, the... At least the CEOs and executives seem to be on the wrong side of this equation. However, there have been actually protests by Blizzard employees. I saw they covered up the. Um, they covered up voice some of the values. Yeah, they covered up some of the values that were displayed in some of the Blizzard offices because they believe Blizzard is not adhering to those values. Um, a couple of them had staged walkouts during work hours. I didn't know that one. So yeah. yes, they had walked off essentially their development or work floors and just staged protests out front of their office buildings. Um, Good for them. Blizzard has at least so far we've seen, had no ramifications for them in doing this. Um, I fear not because of their own actual ethical or moral standards, but because they really fear they would just face more backlash if they actually fired any of these people. Yeah. Um, but into the meat of the story here is that the statement that the president had released and posted on U.S. social media, I have to stress, first of all, no one is buying this. Like, this statement is 100% corporate cookie cutter, and it's bullshit given the statement that they gave to China in turn. And essentially what it said is that their response to Blitzchung, banning him for a year, taking his prize money, was not due to any ties they have with China. Um, it wasn't... It wasn't uh... 
because it <laughs> broke their terms, their yeah. already existing it terms. It broke of so it broke their already existing terms. But they cite they cite a piece of their guidelines, and they've been doing it over and over in their defense. Um, it's again, it's more legalese that is purposefully vaguely worded, so they can kind of get away with doing whatever they want when it comes to punishing a player, <laughs> but. Beyond that, that's what people were focused on, is he's saying that it has nothing to do with their ties to China. Um, they gave Blitzchung back his prize money, mm -hmm. and they reduced his suspension to six months, which, yeah. strangely enough, they call that, they say that is, the words that were used is that is a more fitting punishment for him, which means that the one-year suspension was fitting, but six months is somehow more yeah. fitting than that. <laughs> Um, the response I was given to China, which a lot of people had data mined and pulled from Chinese social media sites, a lot of actually people in China and Hong Kong somehow leaked this to our side of the internet and had you know people translate it for them, says uh, at the end of the statement it actually says, we will always defend the pride of our people and country. <laughs> um, so it seems at least the Chinese branch of Blizzard in issuing a statement to the Chinese government basically said, yes, we will kowtow to whatever demands yeah. you have of us. Um, for those of you who don't know, this is the broader context of this. So this is going to get into some political stuff that you may not care about, but it's important you at least understand where the controversy is coming from. China's current president is a man by the name of Xi Jinping. And oh, is this the guy that if you call him... Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. Uh, sends a hit squad after you, basically. We're <laughs> editing that out of the podcast. Um, yeah, Winnie the Pooh is actually banned in China now. Which sucks. Winnie the Pooh is fantastic. So a lot of people actually, in protest, uh, made a joke about going to BlizzCon dressed as Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> um, which, it turns out, someone found out that in the official rules of BlizzCon for this year, you were not allowed to cosplay as Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Can you cosplay as the rest of the Hundred Acre Wood? I don't know. I've, I've got my cosplay from MAGFest already, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, but, he... So, one of the first things he did when he got into office is he introduced a bill that was going to get rid of term limits for the presidency of China. That passed. And when I say it passed... Oh, that's that thing that dumb fuck is really... Like, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, so that passed. Oh, and when you know I say who I mean it by passed, dumb fuck. it passed 3,000 votes to two votes. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, in case you're wondering... If you're thinking about the way, like, our Senate and House works is there's so many representatives and there's so many senators because we have so many states and, a, and such, you know, so many numbers of people in the country. China makes up literally one-fifth of the world's population, so they have a whole lot more of that. So when you have an overwhelming majority of 3,000 to 2, that calls some things into question. <laughs> um, so there's no term limits on the presidency in China. Um, people have known for decades now that China also has been very restrictive of their internet. Their internet is 100% state controlled. Basically, they have a whole section of the government that's dedicated to censoring things on the internet. <laughs> and blocking internet access to sites they don't want Chinese people to, to go to. Um, <clears throat> he's done a couple other things. I can't remember all of it off the top of my head. Basically, people are saying he is following the same path. He's very similar to what Mao Zedong was in China, um, which he's not a good dude if you don't know your history. <laughs> That's all you need to know about him. 
But uh, that's the broader context of this. It seems like what happened is Blizzard is basically just lying to our faces. The ban of Blitzchung was entirely because of their ties to China. And they are capitulating to the Chinese government because Tencent, which is a media conglomerate based in China, actually owns 5% of Blizzard. <laughs> just 5 I believe it's 5%. I could be iffy on that figure, but I'll so, double-check it. But they own some stake in Blizzard. That Speaking on that part, this is where the uh, Tim Sweeney stuff comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, there was a article, I believe, that got shared. Oh, why am I not able to find it now? I was literally just on it. Um... Basically, oh, has he deleted everything? Maybe not. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Um, it's basically, I can't find the actual article. Uh, when everything was going down, um, The Verge released an article... Unlike Blizzard, Epic Games says it won't ban players for political speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tweeted that out with, Epic supports the rights of Fortnite players and creators to speak about political or politics and human rights. And people even had asked him about, but you're owned by Tencent. Mm-hmm. Or not owned, but 40, I think it's 40% yeah. uh, Tencent. They own a lot of Yeah, Epic. and he's like, <laughs> he basically responded to that with Tencent has always been a supportive partner of Epic and we're happy with the relationship and in all of our experience, there's never been an instigator of U.S.-China tension or a conduit for inappropriate influence on companies they invest in. Mm-hmm. So, it seems like, and I think he's not the only one, there have been other Tencent partially owned companies that have come mm-hmm. out and said, no, if you are to speak in a political, speak about politics and your own personal feelings on politics, we aren't going to do anything about mm-hmm. it. Um so it might actually, it might be the fact that Blizzard is more, has a bigger uh, footprint in China. Because, yeah. like, Epic doesn't have a Chinese office. No. From what I know. Um, but Blizzard may very well have deeper ties to China than they're letting on. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just, I mean, the fact that they have a, a, mm-hmm. a well, branch yeah, there is hard. Uh, but it, at least that is maybe Which... Tencent isn't. Yes, the way the Chinese government uh, the way the Chinese government operates right now, they could quite literally tell Blizzard at any moment, "We don't want your office here anymore." Yeah, and Blizzard office of China would just be shut down, like thousands of people out of a job instantly. So. I think the biggest worry right now mm-hmm. is that if all these companies that Tencent has inter- part, partial interest in or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. if they're all like, "Yeah, say whatever you want, and we support whatever." Um, Tencent might have to worry about some things. Well, that's true because if people. I feel like the way the internet works, people get get told this now. Okay, Tencent won't take any stance if you speak badly about China. People get a hold of that, and then they run with it, right? Like, everybody on every gaming platform they can find out that is owned by Tencent starts speaking badly about China very yeah. publicly and openly. Like, every single game is filled with text chat of just, like, free Hong Kong, That's basically. And then I mean, Tencent, not really bad. Uh, Tencent yeah. gets some pressure from the Chinese government and then has to do a complete 180 because they don't want to get shut down. And then, like, 
overnight thousands of players are banned from various gaming platforms and everyone's trying to figure out why and then they go oh hey it's 10 cent owned so this proves that we were right about blizzard's ties to china yeah <laughs> um it'd be a weird thing to happen It'd be a good thing on one hand that, yes, it does prove that something very shady is going on. On the other hand, it's like, well, now we have whole sectors of the gaming industry that a lot of us aren't going to want to participate in because... There's a lot. we got to deal with this crap. If you look <laughs> if you look at what Tencent has any kind of ownership of, they have all the fingers and all the pies. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it's not just video games. It's movies. It's tech. It's fucking it's everything um and i'm sure they're already feeling heat because of other dumbass people's government sucks yeah let's just put it that way the government in every country it's probably shit <laughs> just telling you now i'm not saying like uprises and shit i didn't just lean into mike for a reason um <laughs> but a lot of places you do kind of have a say in it to a certain extent so, so vote. Here's the, at the very least, I know in this country, I can say that my president sucks without fear of going to jail. I don't it. know. You don't know. <laughs> Not with this fuckhead. I'm pretty sure I do know at this point, but... You know, yeah, I've said some really bad things directly at my phone. I won't say what I advocated for during the 2016 election, but it's something I probably should have gone to jail for. So I had a conversation... <laughs> I was having a conversation with somebody about, like, there are people... That have been very outspoken about our president. Mm-hmm. The the I don't like saying it that way. Uh, the guy that is currently in the office. Um, I mean, he's the president. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I don't care. If people said Obama wasn't the president for them, we're allowed to say it back. Well, um, we had a president named William William Taft that was like the worst president in U.S. history at the time. He was at the elected. time, all right. At the time. <laughs> um, and people were still like, oh yeah, he's my president, but he's also a massive It's true. Alright, yeah, yeah, okay. He's our president. You didn't see that. Um, audio listeners. Uh, <laughs> there are people that, that have talked about the fact that people have been very outspoken about it. And it's like, why hasn't somebody just tried to take him out? Mm-hmm. It's a thing people, you see, you hear it with everything. But instantly, people are like, you, you have the realizations. like, the people with guns didn't take out Obama when they said they wanted to take out Obama. They're not getting this one. No. This isn't happening to this guy. Here's the thing is we live in an age where it's very easy to pay lip service to an idea. Also, the <laughs> next in line and then the next in line, yeah. there's a couple of people in line that you don't want either. You got a lot of people. You got to do a sink shot if you really want to. Fucking <laughs> 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 goddamn ghost recon. Fucking tagging the president succession line here. <laughs> fucking one, two, three. All right, everyone. What's chew that, up your goddamn what's that TV shots. show called? The Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor. Yeah. Yes. No, sink shot has actually been a thing in Ghost Recon for a while now, and even in Breakpoint, they have sink shot drones. So if you're it's playing different solo, now, though, right? Sink well, shot doesn't work the same way it used to. Oh, because you don't have a team with you at no, all times. So you have drones now, which do the sync shots for you. You send out the drones, and then when you take your shot, they also take the shot. They take the shot on the enemies you tag with drones, so you can do it that way. But I understand what you're saying. It's just hilarious because now that parallels to a video game. But at the same time, I mean, like I say, we live in an age where it's easy to pay lip service to an idea and then sit on your ass and do nothing else. 
Well, yeah, because nobody actually wants to go to jail for shooting a person. Here's the thing, is... I'm just gonna put this out here. Is... I pride myself on trying really hard to be a person who sticks to their principles. And if I say that I'm going to do something, like, I try my hardest to actually do it, rather than just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it because it's popular and everyone agrees with me at the time, and then sit around and wait for someone else to take care of it for me. To me, that's what a lot of... This is getting into dangerous territory. It is. But that's what a lot of people do, and they just... It's armchair activism. It's saying, oh yeah, I wish the president would basically be assassinated, but then you won't, you would never ever actually think of doing it. Well, because <laughs> I don't have that particular set of skills or other people, of course I'm not going to but try the thing and do you would anything. Think, but then the logical, the logical conclusion of that is you would at least try to get those set of skills. I mean, the last president... Just saying, I'm not. <laughs> Here's the thing. is the I know you're saying you're not. We're not saying that you would. All right? We're just I'm going to have to clear. cut part of this episode. Chris is not saying... I'm not going to do anything <laughs> like this. I have never... I have punched one guy. I was going to say, I've never hurt anybody. I split his lip. Um... <laughs> And then I took him to the nurse. And people were like, you wouldn't have gotten in trouble if you didn't take him to the nurse. I'm like, I split his lip. I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, it was a... It was... Just, he annoyed me. Uh, <laughs> 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 he got suspended. He I got, got suspended. a day off. <laughs> that actually happened to me in middle school. I got in a fight. You got suspended? I got suspended for two days, and the the reason the administration the reason I got suspended for two days is because I hit two people, and the person who hit me only hit one person. How long did they were? Oh, um, basically, I got two days off from middle school because my mom loved every minute of everything I did. But so. it didn't. It did it go into your record as? I don't think so. Because mine didn't. Mine didn't go into record as an actual suspension. Um, the other kids did, but it turns out he had already been suspended multiple times. Uh. Shout out to... Fuck, I don't remember his name. I was so gonna just know. put him on blast. All I know is these people never fuck with me again, and that was kind of the point, so... <laughs> well, he hit me in the chest, jokingly, and he knew knew I have a thing about that. I know it's not really... I've had two heart surgeries, and it's not actually going to do something if somebody... It's not like, not like I'm weaker because of that. If anything, that shit holds together better, <laughs> probably. Um... But I, I always, just so I didn't have to deal with it, I would say that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did it one or two times, and I, at the end of the class, he was annoying enough that I turned around, and he had a split lip. He disrespected I don't know what happened. It just had, there was a, blood, there was blood. Yeah. And I'm like, So, what we're saying, kids, is, uh... Don't kill people. Fuck your bullies up. Um. <laughs> Wish that you existed in a world that the death note was real. <laughs> No! Huh? <laughs> That's bad. That's not bad. That's horrible. Have I ever told you about that? My, I used to have a coworker that we used to... So, we used to read the manga, and then when the anime came out, we all, we both watched it. Um, and at one point, he looked at me, and he said, I feel like you would be someone that would excel with the Death Note. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, and then you remember the main character of that anime was also someone who thought that about himself and fucked everything up he did great he killed a lot of innocent people he killed people to make sure that he could continue killing bad people 
Yeah, that's what serial killers do. <laughs> he brought in he brought the world into a new weird peace era. We just talked about he an didn't actual do it correctly. Fu- we just talked about an actual fucking dictator. You're talking about a supernatural one. Yeah. The benevolent dictator I is guess a that's fallacy. how I that in my mind that's how it works. If you're just a normal dude, fuck you. Somebody can take you out. If you're a supernatural dude, all right. The benevolent bend, dictator. Bend the knee, motherfucker. No, the benevolent <laughs> dictator is a fallacy. I'm just putting that out there. I didn't say he was completely right. He definitely shouldn't have trusted Misa. Uh, Especially in the Netflix adaptation. Nope, that doesn't count. That doesn't exist because I will hurt the world. All I know is when like actual notebooks came out with a Death Note cover on them that were being sold, a lot of Edgelord teens bought these things I up and started scribbling I fucking names in them like they were real. That's bad. That's terrifying. Um, again, if it was real, though... <laughs> if someone out there has a real Death Note, please scribble this name in it now. No! Christopher! Yes. Christopher. <laughs> yes. Christopher. You will miss by a long shot, but... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> On to other more... Not so happy things, <laughs> actually. Not so much happy. I was gonna say happier things, and then I realized I sat here and read what I wrote for a second. I'm like, no, this shit is foul. Talking about the possibility <laughs> of somebody having the real Death Note and being able to murder freely is happier than the next topic. It actually is. Um, so, I went to go see Joker this week, which is a phenomenal movie. So, everything I say from this point out, I want to let you know, I didn't hate the movie. I'm not one of those people who, you know, saw the movie and disliked it or hated it for stupid reasons or anything like that. I loved the movie from a pure film critical perspective. Loved it. 100%. But, controversy surrounding the movie almost ruined the movie for me. And what I mean by that is when I got to the theater and sat in my seat and the movie started, I couldn't fucking focus on the movie for like a good 30 minutes. Why? So, all the controversy surrounding the movie was all this stuff about how law enforcement agencies were watching social media because people were issuing threats here and there about what they were going to do during Joker and the story of Joker and all this other stuff like that. And to me, the question really was like, do I buy into this sort of fear-mongering the media is doing right now? Or do I just sit down and try to enjoy a movie? That's how the terrorist wins. (laughs) It is. A, I remember that being a thing. But, Never forget uh, 11-9. You know, I also have just... Ex- 11-9. Stop. That's what it is in England. <laughs> it didn't happen to England, okay? Yeah, but when you talk about 9-11, they're like... What? What happened on November 9th? Okay, well, we also... Their dates are weird. Yeah. Or different. Who's right? We are. We weren't first. Okay, but... Who it's like saved... Fahrenheit. We still use Fahrenheit. Nobody fucking uses Fahrenheit. Who saved who during World War II? Nobody should have been in a war. Yeah, well, tell Japan not to fuck with our goddamn harbor then. Man, it's so fun. Not funny. It's so weird that, like, <laughs> a country that has... They fought so much. I appreciate so much that they create. Same with Britain. Yeah. These are two different countries that... Historically... 
not the best friends <laughs> with the Americas. Mostly the Yusses. Uh, yes, you get it? Yes. Um, yeah. I love anime. I love British comedy. So do I. But... You like British comedy? And whatever. Um, get back to the incels. Don't fuck with us. <laughs> Don't fuck... <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll stick a boot in your ass. It's an American way. That's the line, right? Yeah. We'll also Every, drop a totally fucking key. A-bomb on your city. Or um, A-bomb. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, so, that was a question, is, I actually wrote it down here, was it my fault for buying into the noise, or is it the media's fault for fear-mongering and seemingly... So, okay, what happened in the 30 minutes that made you, were you just uncomfortable? I was just, the thing is, is my anxiety kind of kicked in, and all I could imagine was the worst case scenario playing out in the theater. And so, constantly, like, I'm sitting, we always try to sit somewhere in the middle of the theater. Because you get the best view of the screen. You're not getting an angle or anything like that, yeah. And... You know, I'm realizing all of a sudden, like, because I'm sitting in the middle of the theater, I'm kind of in the most vulnerable spot, is I'm stuck between literally full-length aisles of people on either side of me. I'm the furthest away from the emergency exits. I'm the furthest away from anywhere to go. And so if someone were going to come in the theater and, let's just say, do something, I'm in a bad spot. (laughs) I will um, admit, so I went, and I we, mm-hmm. I think I talked about this, when I went to see Missing Link, I was literally the only person in the theater. Mm-hmm. And when I bought my ticket initially, I was in the, like, the perfect, like, four or five rows back, dead mm-hmm. center. Ooh, don't say dead center. <laughs> middle. The middle. Um, when I realized nobody was coming in, I'm like, you know, fuck it. And I moved up to, like, the first seat where it's literally, like, my entire view is the screen, and I didn't yeah. have anything outside of that. But as I'm sitting there, and the trailers are starting to play, and I'm like... I'm literally the only person in here that I, I'm pretty sure that I'm the only person in here. Mm-hmm. Somebody could kill me. I could be easily just <laughs> dead by the end of this movie. This is um, true. And then I remember that I was in a kid's movie and I'm good. <laughs> well, I kept, basically my eyes kept darting around the room. Like I'm looking at the emergency exits to make sure they're not being like opened inadvertently. I'm looking towards, you know, the entrances to the theater to make sure people aren't just walking in when nobody's yeah. supposed to be in there. Like, I'm looking all around for these signs that someone at any moment could just pop off in the middle of a movie theater and yeah. cause chaos. And so I kind of bought that. The other side of the story, though, is was the media just f- literally engaging in fear-mongering? And it's, a lot of people say, say that it seems like they wanted something to happen to justify their dislike of this movie before it even came out yeah. because of the movie's overall message throughout its plot. <laughs> what is the movie's overall message? So, the movie's overall message seems... Fuck the police? On, on a surface level, it actually kind of is a fuck the police narrative. It's more of a eat the rich narrative. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I had heard that the movie is... Mm-hmm. Focuses a lot on classes. Yes. So, essentially what happens is... The movie goes against the typical Joker canon by giving the Joker a name and a backstory... You have this character, Arthur Fleck, who is Joaquin Phoenix's character in the movie. He's a mentally disabled guy. He goes to um, state-funded counseling, in this case city-funded counseling, because it's still Gotham. Is that Zazie? Or is her character... No, she's completely different. Um, But he goes to this counseling. Um, You mean Arthur? His mother also, you find out later in the story, is severely mentally ill. Um, She's pretty much psychotic. Um... And he kind of goes through all this turmoil throughout the story. He starts out uh, starts out in a shitty job. He's a clown who basically goes outside of stores and holds signs for them. Yeah. 
Science um, better. One of the first scenes in the movie is him, you know, at work outside of a store that's going out of business. Some kids run up to him and steal his sign. He starts chasing them. They duck into an alleyway. One of the kids cracks him over the head with the sign while he's running down the alleyway, and then they start beating the shit out of him yeah. to the point where he's like coughing up blood. <laughs> um, and the entire time while this is happening, he's laughing through it. So you find out later, I forget what the name of the disease is. It's Balbury or something like that, something. But basically, it causes you to laugh. Involuntarily in situ- laugh. It causes you to involuntarily laugh in situations where it would betray your actual feelings. So every time he feels anxious or sad, even in the movie, he is laughing. Weirdly, that's mm-hmm. the main character from um, Fire Force kind of has that. Yeah. Because he involuntarily smiles <laughs> yeah. and they, when his family is dies in a fire, they're like, oh, he's fucked up. Yeah. He's just smiling. He's like, nope, he's, that's just an involuntary reaction. Exactly. So he's laughing every time this happens. <clears throat> One of the great things about the movie is Joaquin Phoenix has two ways specifically that he laughs in the movie. He has this low, natural laugh, which is him succumbing to this disease. Mm-hmm. He also has this very high-pitched laugh, which isn't necessarily his Joker laugh so much as that's his actual natural way of thinking something ah. is funny. But it's always purposefully out of sync with the things he, think, he thinks are funny. There's a scene later in the movie where he's at a comedy club or he actually imagines himself being at a comedy club, you find out later on. And he's uh, listening to a comic on stage, and you hear the typical laughter of other people in the background after a punchline is delivered, and then his laugh comes in, and it's always offbeat of theirs. So you get the sense that what he finds funny is there. It just takes him a whole lot longer to process that because he's so used to having to stifle mm-hmm. his laughter. Um, but his story is him, you know, it, the film takes inspiration from really three great movies. Um, one of which is Taxi Driver, the other is King of Comedy, and the other one is Network. Um, Network is the one with the guy, you know, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Ah. Um, so Network is a, is a movie in which... I knew about the other two. I hadn't heard anything about the Network part. Yeah, so Network is a movie in which a newscaster has a mental breakdown on live television, and the company he works for, the network he works for, sort of uses that to gain popularity and gain more money for themselves. But by the end of the movie, you realize that his mental breakdowns are his real feelings. The things he's talking about during these rants, he believes are important. It has to do with what they call the politics of recognition. He believes little people in society, the people who don't have the money and the fame and the fortune, have no power because they aren't seen. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of just numbers in the system. They're there to be exploited and then eventually discarded when they're of no use. Joker mimics that in the fact that Arthur's story has to deal with the things he has access to. His support system, by the end of the movie, has completely collapsed. His mother um, has a stroke, and he actually, spoiler alert, by the way, eventually ends up killing her. Um, I think I had known that. Uh, His his city-funded mental health counseling is gone. Um, his, he murders what is supposedly his only friend because this friend kind of betrayed him in a way. 
um, causing him to lose his job. At least that's what he blames him for. His friend gives him a gun early on to protect himself. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the tipping points in the movie is while Joker's on a train, he is laughing as these three men harass this young woman on a train. And obviously they don't know what's going on. So the men are irritated at this woman because she won't, you know, respond to them. He is sitting on the train laughing because he just got fired from his job. So he's completely distraught and he's laughing when he sees this happen because he wants to do something about it but doesn't know what to do. So now she's distraught at him laughing. And now they're upset with him because he's laughing and they're constantly asking, you know, what's so funny? And that's when you kill him. Well, he's, they start beating him up, so he kills the first two in what could be construed as self-defense. Yeah. He just shoots them while he's laying on the ground. The third one, though, is where it really gets you, because he shoots this guy in the leg, and by the time he kills him, this guy's already off the train and trying to climb up the subway steps. And when I say he kills him, it isn't like the guy turned around and took a swing at him or anything like that. The guy is crawling up the steps, and Arthur shoots him in the back, and just keeps shooting him until... The revolver is empty. Yeah. And so, by that point, it goes from that that fine line between defending yourself and, and murdering someone. <laughs> and that's sort of the tipping point where you realize, okay, now he is a violent character. He has crossed that threshold and he is willing to kill now. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you get past that point in the story. His support structures come coming down. These myths he's been told about his life start falling apart. One of the major arcs in the story is he is led to believe that um, Thomas Wayne is his father. Yes, that he's the illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne because his mother keeps repeating this idea to him. Yeah. He finds a journal of his mother's where she writes about how she had an affair with Thomas Wayne. That turns out to be completely false. She was delusional, basically. Um, and that he was actually born illegitimately between his mother and one of her abusive boyfriends who also abused him as a child, which he has no recollection of. Um, but we get to the end of the movie, this, this comedian on television that he's idolized for so long played by, uh, oddly enough, uh, Robert De Niro. Yes. Robert uh, De Niro. Who was the main character in King of Comedy. Yeah. That's where. And Taxi Driver. Yes. But that's where the King of Comedy stuff comes in is this guy plays the TV host Robert Deere plays the TV host, and when he gets there, Joker finally sits down and gives this speech where he says, you know, he's talking about the murders that he committed. Because mm-hmm. these murders spur, inadvertently spur, a political movement in Gotham against the rich. In which Thomas Wayne calls all the protesters clowns. Um, so he goes on the show, he tells them, you know... Everyone's, you know, bitching about these three guys I killed. If it was me that was murdered on that train, no one would give a shit, basically. Yeah. And his original plan was to show up on the show and shock everybody by killing himself and what he thought was the punchline to a joke he was going to say on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, he kills Robert De Niro's character. Just shoots him on the head in live television. Everybody freaks out. Nobody actually get, takes him out. Yeah. So everybody freaks out. Everybody runs away. Um... And he's left as this figure of a revolution he didn't even intend to start. Um, That's where a lot of people through social media got me is because when I was looking for criticism about this movie and reviews of the movie, 
um, just to get further in-depth understanding. Make sure, Basically, I like to look at this stuff to make sure that my perception of what I saw lines up with the perception of what other people saw. I mean, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's not always going to happen in general, though. No. So. That's how art works. But the interpretations are vastly different. What I'm hearing from people online a lot is that Arthur is somehow justified in his actions because he's mentally ill, his support structures, you know, are gone. You know, he has a right, basically, a justification for lashing out at society in the way he did. Well, on the other hand, where I stood, suffering from mental illness myself, was even if you are mentally ill, with the exception of, say, extreme cases, yeah. like psychopathy, dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that, you are still responsible at the end of the day for your actions. You have self-control to an extent. So, in the movie... Mm-hmm. So, I, I've heard some people mm-hmm. talk about the fact that it sounds like part of this is... Like, with the, the mental illness aspect was mm-hmm. kind of a messaging of... We need to make sure that this is something we keep funded. That we do focus on helping these kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but an issue with that was... On one hand, they're like, we need to support this mental health. Taking care of mental health is good, blah, 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 blah. But then Arthur, Joker, mm-hmm. Arthur admits to or at least seems like he's doing better when he's not on his meds. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing in the movie? It's a thing in the movie, but it's important you pay attention to what is happening in the movie. When Arthur is on his meds at the beginning of the movie, he is this very meek, mild-mannered guy. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix actually talked about this in his interviews, about how he wanted to gain weight for the role because they were putting him on such a restrictive diet. Yeah. When you see him on screen, he is almost inhuman-looking with his shirt off. And this is, and you see several scenes where he's like this. He's shirtless. In one scene, he's almost entirely naked. And he looks completely emaciated. Yeah. Um, and they did that on purpose to show the fact that not only is he living in this impoverished state where he would obviously be malnourished, but it's also paying homage to the character of the Joker in the comic books. Is He's never been this big bulky oh, man yeah. like Bruce Wayne is, right? Is He's this very That's kind of why Jared Leto kind of fit it body type. Not obviously what the yeah. fuck they did with it. Um, in uh, I think, I mean, yeah, even Heath Ledger for the most part is was never... He's probably one of the bigger, ignoring uh, Jack Nicholson, who yeah. is a little tubby. I think I think the portrayal of the Joker on screen has to do with the Joker's role in each story that he's in. And when Jack Nicholson played him, it was more of this, I'm already suave and confident character, yeah. so I can have that presence. But Joaquin Phoenix was made to be... Joaquin Phoenix a, a very movie, monster Joker. Yes. Joaquin Phoenix in this movie was made to creep you out, essentially. Mm-hmm. Everything from his dancing to the way he just positions his body in general is made to well, that, feel like he is something other than a human being. The two scenes that you mm-hmm. see the most with trailers mm-hmm. that they've been promoting is either mm-hmm. him dancing down the stairs or mm-hmm. the uh, him standing behind the curtain before they introduce or they oh, yeah. open up the curtains or whatever. But that, that physical presence also lines up with his mental presence is when he's on his meds he is meek and mild-mannered and seemingly weaker than everyone around him both Mm -hmm. physically and mentally by the time we transition towards the middle and end of the movie we see him start to grow in his confidence and his ability to respond to people without breaking down and his ability to tell essentially what he believes is his truth to other people 
And yes, he comes off as the Jericho you would expect from the comic books. A suave, conniving, manipulative yeah. person who can talk his way through anything and convince anybody. So people have used that as a way to say, oh, well, you know, well, if you're on meds, you should get off your meds and shit like that because you'll be better for it. That's not the case. Well, Taking that's... that take into the context of what he did when he was off his meds, he murdered two people. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> it was more, I think it was more of the way that they try and portray him as he is more like outgoing and more into because yeah. wait uh, there is a relationship with him in the movie right but, yes like a actual like well here's the thing is the romantic subplot in the movie is his entire, all in his mind. it is 100 yeah. in his mind so you find this out the character played by zazi i was gonna say zazi would not date joaquin phoenix just yeah. saying so she's this <laughs> she's supposed to be this single mom who lives in his the same apartment building as him a couple doors down convenient they Meet in an elevator on the ride up. She tells a little joke about her day because it's been frustrating. And we don't know if this scene in particular is mad or not, but he responds in kind and she laughs at what he says. They leave the elevator. They supposedly exchange like a couple smiles, whatever, like that. And he says, he supposedly says, you know, do you want to go out to dinner or whatever, like that. And she says, I would like that. See, that sounds like the first scene, the elevator scene is real. Mm-hmm. But everything after that is in his exactly. head. And it seems like what he's done is he's constructed this fantasy of being with someone that is part of his evolving psychopathy throughout the movie. Is He needs to invent this fantasy so he can eventually create the alter ego of the Joker. Someone mm-hmm. who is more confident. That is some inspiration pretty much ripped out of Fight Club is it's reversed in Fight Club because you have Tyler Durden, who's the alter ego, essentially getting with... Fuck, what's her name again? Be- Be- Beatrix Lestrange. <laughs> Bellatrix Lestrange, there we go. Be- Bellatrix we'll call her that. Beatrix, um... <laughs> Beatrix is uh, serious unfortunate events. But getting with the girl in Fight Club is all Tyler's doing. It's reversed. Bonham Carter. Yes. I can't remember. I still can't remember her character's name. (laughs) It's probably Ellen. I don't fucking know. But it's reversed in the Joker because he's imagining the girl. And either way, it plays into the main character's building of confidence. Um, But anyway, you take all that aside. Marla. Marla, yes. You take all that aside, and to me, it's just... The evaluation of this movie seems strange. I still haven't fully processed it. I have a lot of thinking to do about it to decide whether I agree or disagree with these people who have told me that this is what they took away from it. I've already gotten heat for things I've said about the movie and why what they're saying is potentially not okay to begin with because, to me, it leads to the stigmatizing of mentally ill people as always being potentially violent and always needing treatment. Not good. (laughs) Well, I mean, the treatment... Treatment part, yes, I can deal with that. But claiming that without treatment they would basically all be violent is a little ridiculous to me. Not everybody that has mental illness is going to hurt you. No. Hell, Um, a lot of people that have mental illness can't hurt you. No. (laughs) Um, I, I think for the most part, you know, The Joker is a movie worth seeing 100%. It is a masterfully crafted film 
from just a filmmaking perspective. It's on my list of movies I'm seeing while Kim's in, in uh, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. So every bit of it is, I mean, it's pure art, plain and simple. It's definitely worthy of any rewards it receives in the future. Um, Watch out, it's a comic, comic book movie. They rarely actually get nominated and win anything. This is true. I think it distanced itself enough from the comic source material, except for a few bits of fan service that are in the film. Like the final scene? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, um, obviously spoilers. Literally, it's just the death of Thomas and uh, yeah, Thomas and Martha, Martha Wayne, and it is shot for shot, the pearls being ripped off the neck and everything. To me, it was far too, too on the nose yeah. to even be enjoyed. It was like, are they really? Is this just supposed to be fan service, or now they hard sequel bait? <laughs> but they aren't. That's the weirdest part. They've, he's already come out and said, I'm not making a sequel to this movie. Mm-hmm. They've already come out and said, this has nothing to do with any other movie. Yeah. This is a standalone movie, and that is the only reason I'm kind of okay with it. Mm-hmm. Not kind of okay, but like I'm like, all right, cool. Do you... I love... That is some of my favorite um, comic stuff, is the the else worlds kind of stuff where yeah. it's like hey ba- uh, gotham by gaslight or whatever mm-hmm. um oh what is it there's a superman one my mind's blank and it's the only superman story that i actually really like injustice no <laughs> american alien um okay. complete like retelling different story of clark and how he becomes superman you don't like red sun eh couldn't get into it i like red sun i don't like superman 90% of the time right. i love smallville and I loved American Alien. Mm-hmm. Um, there are aspects of Superman I like. I mean, cartoon, obviously. We're, we're forgiving the cartoon, or <laughs> ignoring the cartoon, because fucking Superman cartoon, and then the Justice League, mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Just make animated movies. Don't make live action. DC, don't make live action movies. How easy is that? How simple is Here's that? Here's what DC can do. If they want to make live action movies, take the stuff that was good about Shazam, keep fucking doing it or obviously yes that (laughs) or if you want to make a giant connected universe build it up first yes don't jump start it from a movie that you weren't planning on doing i'm sorry because i refuse to accept that man of steel was planned to be the beginning of the dc animator or the dc cinematic universe you basically went here's a superman movie Here's a Superman and Batman movie, and we're going to tease other people, including Wonder Woman. Oh, hey, guess what? The whole Trinity's in the second movie of the universe. (laughs) And then you're going to do the next movie, where one of the main characters is dead 90% of the fucking movie. Yes. And then when he comes back, he's fighting a really boring villain. Yep. He's fighting PS2, man. It looks so bad. (laughs) The thing is, is if you're going to release a blockbuster film... And you look at your effects, and they look like they've quite literally been rendered. Hey, you've seen the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. If they look like they've been rendered on a PS3, you need to go back to the drawing board I'd and accept do it again. PS2, no. W- okay, that is the perfect example, though. Mm-hmm. Cyborg. Cyborg, through the entire movie, looks horrible. Oh, yeah. And we, I joked around about him looking like, like a polygon a character. From... <laughs> looks like he's from a completely different film. <laughs> <laughs> up until one of the uh, during the credits where he gets an upgrade and his body becomes yeah, like becomes fully smooth, smooth and looks good it's like why why do you have to play it up like oh he now looks better because he has an, uh, the his entire body upgraded That's true. just 
Start him at that. Mm-hmm. Make his upgrades be something internal that then he can be like, oh, my arm now can do this. Not well, look like a shitty other, person and then become a less shitty person. The other thing that the movie had problems with was stakes. It was another one of these, the entire world is in danger kind of That's films. every single DC movie. Exactly. Or, sorry, every single one of these DC, DCEU? Or yes, UE, it's been yeah. every single one of the DCEU movies. Because in Man of Steel, it was the entire world at stake. It was fu- Batman vs. Superman, oh, Doomsday's going to destroy the world. Fucking, you get to Justice League, and it's the entire world is at stake, and we kind of are going to like, do yeah, yeah, the same do thing it. Marvel's doing. It's just a villain going around collecting shit so he can end the world. <laughs> and the wor- I think the worst part is, it's this last villain, we needed all of the Justice League, even though Superman actually really Superman did Superman made own. Steppenwolf his fucking bitch. Um... <laughs> But that and that's fucking oh Superman stole up, showed up and stole Steppenwolf's lunch money. You you want to? <laughs> here's my way, the easiest way to piss off everybody about that is actually fans of the movie. I there is about 10, 15 minutes of that movie that is really enjoyable. That I would go back and rewatch it just for that. Um, there is not a Snyder cut of the fucking Justice League. You cannot have a different movie. <laughs> exist just because you want it to he had to leave for reasons the majority of the movie was completed the things that were added in my opinion are probably those 10 to 15 minutes that I really enjoyed Yeah. because I'm sorry to tell you this Joss Whedon can make good movies he can Avengers is great Avengers is great he is part of the reason why Aven- leading up to Avengers and even up until Avengers 2 were some good movies oh yeah even though people, I mean, I still enjoy Avengers too. It's not a perfect movie, but none of them are fucking perfect movie. No. Um, they made some bad character choices. It happens. That it, guess what? It's not just his fault because that <laughs> same character got fucked over the rest of the her existence too. Mm-hmm. She didn't get an entire fucking movie to herself until she died. Spoilers <laughs> for the the biggest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, which if you haven't seen by now, then shame on you. But <laughs> I'm guessing go see Joker is what he's saying. I, I am saying go see Joker. That's the last movie I saw. Definitely go see Joker. Uh, what is the last movie you saw? Jesus. I see a lot of movies. But I've been kind of holding off. Kim and I went to see Hustlers, mm-hmm. which was okay. J-Lo, still amazing. Just saying. <laughs> She's like 50-something years old. Um, and this isn't just me saying it. My wife said it, too. Uh, saw Downton Abbey, had a nice good cry. <laughs> I saw something on my own and I can't remember what it was. I know what movie I'm excited for, which is odd because I I know that I'm probably going to be disappointed by it when I see it, but I'm still excited for it anyway. This is a superhero movie or a uh, comic book Terminator. Or, nope. Oh, you're going to see that too? I'm probably the going to is, see that. The thing is, I am one of those people who was actually invested in Terminator lore. You know it doesn't count anymore, right? I know it doesn't this count. This movie, re- retro, it, it now only means one and two are canon? Yes. Um, this movie, at least according to everything I've seen, behind the scenes wise and all that stuff like that, they're claiming it's going to be a love letter to Terminator fans and to the original feel and atmosphere of what Terminator used to be. And I'm really hoping it is that. They're still keeping a lot of the future Terminator stuff in there and things like that. But they're not using it in ridiculous ways like they did before. Like turning John Connor literally into a fucking Terminator. 
Um, <laughs> for some reason, AMC isn't listing my stuff correctly, because the last thing it's showing me as watching was Angry Birds 2, <laughs> which is multiple months ago because that was august 27 i actually now remember something that you bring that up because i remember you telling me angry two birds did you watch angry, angry birds? birds i didn't watch angry uh. birds but i remember when i took a trip to michigan in april michigan. earlier this year um i was there with a mother and her very young child seven years old and the only thing that we could really go to theaters to see because we're in the middle of fucking nowhere with a theater the one theater we go to was literally the next town over um was How to Train Your Dragon 3. Oh man. So, here's the thing. Is I sat down at this theater with the most begrudging smile on my face. Oh, we already talked about it. Because I was entertaining the whims of a mother and her child. But once the movie started, I was fully fucking invested in How to Train Your Dragon 3. Did you not see 1 and 2? I did see 1 and 2. Okay. Dude, and man, that trilogy is fantastic. The thing is, is I saw one and two and didn't expect what I expected from them. They were enjoyable movies. I didn't think they were stellar, but then I noticed all the fucking details that DreamWorks had put into making this movie. Like he saw it. Joker. You missed that whole conversation. Yes. He said, "Go see it. It good. Go see." I Joker. have not seen it yet. I might go see it next week. I sat down and I watched it, and the I can tell that DreamWorks cares about what they're doing when they make these movies as far as i'm concerned when it comes to 3d animation and especially attention to detail in 3d animation dreamworks has pixar beat by a lot (laughs) Uh, that's arguable well the last time i saw heat waves coming off of a flaming sword was in a fucking dreamworks movie so (laughs) what was the last pixar movie you saw toy story three four the one where they got almost got melted that's three. Three. Okay. So it's been a while. A while. Yeah. yeah slow first half of the movie. It's okay. He didn't remember the first 30 minutes because he was afraid he was going to get shot I by a white I do remember guy. the first 30 minutes of it, but I was still afraid I was going to die. Um, I was going to say something and I can't remember it. Something so about you have not Pixar. seen Coco. Actually, no. I have it in my Netflix queue. I haven't watched it yet. My heart. Watch fucking Coco. Look, I am tired of crying every time I fucking watch something. <laughs> watch fucking Coco, man. Man. What drama got man. out. Man. That means you haven't seen a Pixar movie in a decade. Whoops. My brother. Wait, was Wreck-It Ralph 2 made by Pixar? No, it's Disney. It's, oh. it's different. Because um, I did watch that. Which wasn't a good movie. I, yeah, what I saw of it, I didn't really enjoy all that much. I, I wanted to see it originally because I loved the first one. And the then I saw is, some stuff about the second one. I'm like, Nee-hee. It's supposed to be a movie about internet culture. But as all movies about internet culture that I've seen have been made, they are so far fucking behind on what it is. Well, and that's the problem is you put... <laughs> you, that movie had been worked on probably for two or three years at that point. Oh, so yeah. much had changed. You had memes and shit that didn't but mean then anything. you just have... That's the problem, though, is you know those memes are going to be dead by the time you put your movie out, but you still keep those fucking memes in there anyway, and then yeah. you dedicate literally an entire segment of that movie, a, a whole character arc of that movie, to making dead memes. I didn't watch it, so... I mean, <laughs> was that the Taraji P. Hansen character? Is that who it was? Played the, uh... I don't know. All I know is, basically, Ralph ends up in... He's viral. He's a viral, ver- he becomes yeah. a viral video, right? He ends up in their version of YouTube, and he's got to earn a bunch of money. 
And so the little AI that runs the YouTube algorithm tells him, well, here's how you can make money. And basically it's just him pasting his face over dead meme videos. <laughs> and then sometimes doing shit like ASMR where you have to listen to him for 10 seconds just smack his fucking lips together. <laughs> Which is... It's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> could be worse. It could be. I yeah, mean, okay. She's like, yes. Yeah, 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 yes. Yes, was the, yes. was the YouTube algorithm lady. Yeah. Who her, like, read him in. Oh, no, no. It wasn't. Bill Hader was in it, too, but he played mm. somebody else. Yeah. I think he's the one that leads her to, leads Ralph to get the glitch thing that mm-hmm. fucks up everything. Um, There's a cute scene where all the Disney princesses save Ralph, though. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I also love how I kept rewinding it and replaying it every time Meredith talked because you can't understand a fucking thing she says. <laughs> and so I got like bits and pieces of it. Your mom and there. brothers became a bear. Yes. I don't remember the line. I because I, I understand it because again I watch too much British stuff. Yeah. So. But this is this is just pure. I mean, when they say Scottish accent, she lays it on so fucking thick and talks so fucking fast. The craziest part is like. I think just about all of the princesses are their original voice cast if they hadn't, if the woman go. hadn't passed away. Um, I'm glad I got to see a fucking 3D tiara. <laughs> yeah, I I enjoyed, the, I mean, that's all of them, really. It's, because uh, yes. obviously Elsa, Elsa, Anna, and um, Rapunzel already had 3D models, but for to see every Disney princess as a 3D model, that isn't Kingdom Hearts. Um, I just another, thought about that. That's another movie I'm actually excited for that was Frozen 2. Really? Yeah. I was not expecting that. I need to, that's a shirt. <laughs> I'm excited about Frozen 2. Nate. Um, <laughs> wow. Legitimately did not expect those words out of your mouth. I'm interested in... The lore. I actually am because Elsa is supposed to be... Have her powers under control is supposed to be gaining new powers and Anna, based on the trailer, is supposed to have now powers of her own seeming. No, I don't think that's her with the powers. I think it's somebody else. I think it's another character. Okay. I think the other I think it's like kinda <laughs> like has all the fucking powers. Uh, well no, it's like um it's gonna be like Avatar where it's like she's a waterbender and then the, this guy's like the earthbender and then you're gonna have the airbender and you're gonna have the firebender and they're gonna be friends and, and save the world. Aang shows up. And he's gonna be like, My name's Aang. Oh wait no, my name's Katara and I found this dumb fuck that's supposed to save the world. And guess what he does? <laughs> By how? Creating a brand new thing that no one's ever heard of but you're perfectly fine with it until people 10 years later are like, that's some bullshit. That's not how things should Spirit end. Spirit Bending was one of like, the biggest ass pearls in that show. I thought it was perfect. It made perfect sense to me. If you watch the entire show, okay, watch the entire show. You are in tune with the elements. You have the ability to con- 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 uh, converse yes. with your past selves. Mm-hmm. That means you can enter into the world Here's of the, the spirits thing. and have a connection to that. Here's the thing I wish they would explain most of all in the whole Avatar mythos is is bending based on genetics because if you think about this, the people who can bend certain elements are essentially restricted to the nations in which they were born. 
you've got... I do think there is a genetic aspect. Yes. And then, on top of like that... Like, Aang's, all of Aang, or ma- well, majority, majority of majority of Aang's family yeah. are airbenders. So, you know, Tenzin being the most prominent airbender at the time Legend of Korra starts. Yeah, J. Jonah Tenzin. And, um... But then also explain... There has to be some spiritual elements to that because the Avatar can bend all four elements no matter which tribe they're born of mm-hmm. because Aang was born of the Air Nomads and Korra being born of the Water Tribe. So there's got to be some other connection there. Yeah. So is it... We also have the secondary forms of every bending style, which... Ooh, so, <laughs> so much better. Okay, <laughs> it literally is, though, because it's like earth bending, metal bending, mm-hmm. uh, fire bending... Lightning bending. Air bend what's air bending secondary? Air bending actually didn't have a secondary style in either series. Yeah, I just thought about that. And I think that's uh, because it's too hard to come up to something air. Really hard <laughs> air. <laughs> um harder air. <laughs> but then you got water bending. Guess what? It's not like ice bending or any shit like that. It's like yeah. no blood bending. blood bending. You literally can control other people's body. You're a walking talking cordyceps fungus. It's <laughs> Terrifying in the greatest way. What if you could just bend the blood out of someone? I need to rewatch that fucking Avatar. Korra. I, I've rewatched Avatar the Airbender. I just before. rip all the blood in your body out through your fingernails. You could do it. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I might go react. Go back and rewatch that. They uh, they recently put out a Blu ray two pack kind of thing. Like it's the entirety of both in one Blu-ray collection I need to. for like 40 50 bucks. I need to. That's a great price cuz when the original series came out it was like 70 bucks. I need to. Um, <laughs> yeah, that 100%. If you have a way of watching Avatar Last Airbender Bender and um, Legend of Korra, watch the watch shit them. out of those. They are some of the greatest TV shows of and our generation. read the comic books that link the two series together cuz you don't need awesome to do that. Too. They're okay. They're awesome. I have a hard time reading comics based off of. Uh, they come in giant cartoons. hardback textbooks. <laughs> That's that is true. <laughs> like the Invader Zim comic, I couldn't get into it. I tried. There's yeah. something about it's the voices. I need the voices to be there. I did actually finally watch that Invader Zim movie. What'd you think? It's pretty good. It's a fun movie. It made me want more Invader Zim. It's very much a tribute to all things Invader Zim was. Speaking of shows that just made me want to watch more of the show, or movies that made me want to watch more of the movie, I watched El Camino, along Mm -hmm. with a group of people. Um, Nate not being one of them, because he hasn't (laughs) seen it. Uh, So I'm not going to go spoilery. I'm just going to say, I want more More Breaking Bad. Bad. And it it was one of those moments where I'm like... "Ah, I want Vince Gilligan to make more shows, and I forgot yes. that he's still I making... I feel bad for... Uh, what it's Aaron Paul, right? Yeah. I feel bad for him in the fact that after Breaking Bad ended, the only major film I remember him starring in was Need a shitty Speed? Need for Speed yeah. movie. And then after that, like I hear, okay, he's in El Camino, and that's good for him, because it's you know where he was started at, and it's on Netflix and everything like that, but... I feel like he's an actor who can carry his own weight and should yeah, be given what, more opportunities. He's gotta have something out going mm. uh, else going on, right? I just feel like he needs more opportunities to actually show he has range beyond. Hey, I'm a fucked up kid who happened to get enslaved by meth dealers. Well, so you did at least finish Breaking Bad. Yes. Mm. So okay, I will. It's not. This isn't spoilers. It's so the movie literally picks up 
from the ending of oh, Breaking yeah. Bad. So he's still enslaved um, by the fucking... Well, no, he's driving. Oh, that's right. It's because he he's driving in the El Camino. Yeah, he um, So it literally picks up with that. The entire movie, though, is constantly going from present day and cutting back to the past. Scenes that either you've never seen before. Here's a scene. It, the movie, the it literally starts with a scene of him and Mike, mm-hmm. um, aka so, the best character. Yeah, so uh, this is them filling in gaps of kind of. So it so you get a scene with Mike, and um, I know they they've already announced you've seen casting and shots of it. You get a scene with um, Walt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, both past scenes, obviously, because Walt is 100% dead, they've been very adamant about saying he is dead before this movie came out. They're like, he's dead, guys. Stop yeah. it. Um, the rest of it, the, the the rest of the flashbacks are his time when he was in, when he was captured. So, you are getting to see what he had been through, what he's been going, what had been going on this entire time while we were following Walt. I guess at that point it was all Walt on his own trying yeah. to not be recognized anymore. Probably. Um, from the vacuum guy. The, yeah. Who uh, passed away. Sadly. The guy that played um, Ed. Yeah. The guy that got the passage for mm-hmm. Brian Cranston um, passed away last night. Oh, wow. Uh, which is sad, especially because you're watching the fucking Breaking Bad thing. It's like, boom. Fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is kind of shitty. Yeah. So, the only other thing that I'm seeing him listed under... I'm an idiot. I forgot. He's in the next season of Westworld. Really? Yeah. Okay. So ah, I forgot about that. Yes. At least he's in something that has a following. That's all I really care about. It's fantastic. If you haven't watched Westworld, watch it. I think I need to catch it. I just wasn't. A lot of people had a hard time with season Westworld two. Westworld at the very beginning, so I'm more excited to learn about what the fuck is actually going on in Westworld. Oh, what the you'll whole, eventually learn the whole premise behind this is. From what I got from the couple episodes I watched, it's basically a playground for the elite to fuck around in old western times. Well, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. for rich people. Yeah. That's what I said, the elite. Oh. I, I just heard people fucking around. Um, was there anything else you needed yes, to well, touch on? Speaking of Netflix, uh, oh, yeah. just quickly. We're really good so, at this. There's a really cool show I watched. I binged all of the first season, which is the only thing out. In two days. Which um, is not normal for him. No, it's I called Raising Dion. Now, this is a s- series. I couldn't even get that word out. That had a trailer a really long time ago. Years and years and years ago. That was teased all over social media. And it was supposed to like be... Like, I don't even remember it. Yeah, the premise of the show is a single black mom raising her kid, her son, who has superpowers. Um... And now Netflix picked that up and turned it into a full-blown show. And it was rumored for all of those years about, like, is it going to be a show? Who's going to pick it up? You know, so on and so forth. Michael B. Jordan wasn't always attached to it, was he? No. So, um, where we get into it, just sort of a brief rundown. I was going to say, don't spoil, because I definitely want to watch this. Brief rundown of the overall show is, you know, this mom apparently has... Well, she's moved to another city. She moved to Atlanta, where the primary whole story takes place. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, 
So she's sending her son, Dion, to another school. Dion's father is absent because you find out he died, supposedly doing his job, which was chasing storms for a major um, company called Biona, which is seeking solutions to combat climate change across the globe. Um, Something tells me that wasn't part of the original No, I don't thing. think so. Um, you find out that Dion basically goes to school with a bunch of kids he don't know. As a tip, He's in second grade. And he's upset because he hasn't made any friends at the school, and he's kind of getting picked on already by some of the other kids. The only one who wants to be friends with him is this disabled girl. She's literally in a wheelchair um, named Esperanza. She's the only one who's like willing to actually be buddy-buddy with him. There's kind of a weird scene in the first episode where they're talking. They give a lot of dialogue that you would not expect from someone in second grade. It almost sounds like they're in high school. Oh, that's weird. Um, so they act the hell out of it. That's the <clears> thing, <throat> is they do a very good job delivering it, but you're like, these are words that would not come out of a second yeah. grader's mouth. Um, later on, it does get better as time goes on. The first episode is one that you know, you're going to have to get through in order to enjoy it. I, I hate when that happens. It's so annoying, but usually it mm -hmm. pays off. I'll just say that there's one scene in the episode where they linger on a particular effect for so long, it gets to the point where your suspension of disbelief is entirely broken, because you're like, you can tell he's on wires, is all, all I can say. Um, so he's flying. Yes, he looks like a tiny child hooked up in a wire harness. I'm flying. Yes. Um... He's supposed to be doing a skateboard trick to impress these kids from his school, and it just lingers on this one scene for so long. Um, and it's an excuse to play Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> but, thank you for watching yes. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this show, I want to say it uses a lot of licensed music, but it doesn't, except for the first episode where it is just too much licensed music. That was music. all the money they had. They and used then it all after for that. that, they use like a couple licensed songs here and there in the context that they actually belong in. In a whole bunch of YouTube music. Which makes it much better. Um, but the character, main character, Dion, is played by a child actor, Josiah Young, I believe his name is. That's how it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. um, he's actually really good in this role. He doesn't come off as too mature or cocky for his age. He does the things you would expect of a typical second grader. He very much wants to be around his mom all the time. He cares about his mom. Cares about if she if he makes makes her sad or angry, responds to her the way you know a kid that age would. He's a little bit rebellious because he wants to do his own thing, but when his mom tells him to do something, he generally says he's generally like, "Okay, I'll do it." <laughs> um, you know, kid plays with Legos and likes comic books. <laughs> um, he's got a friend. See, not, he's us. Yes, he's <laughs> but he's got a friend Pat, who is of course an older guy. He's supposed to be his godfather. He was the best friend of Michael B. Jordan's character, who is the father of Dion. Um, and the premise of this show, or I can't say premise anymore because that's not what I'm talking about. It's not the premise of the show, but a major focal point in this show is a trip that Michael B. Jordan's character took to um, Iceland with Pat as part of a research project for this company, Biona. They were studying the Aurora Borealis, and a bunch of people... You know, tourists basically come up there to see it, and an event happens which changes the people there. And so that's where the whole superpowers idea comes from. You're shown exactly how this so happens. So it's kind of like a, a Fantastic Four event. Yeah, you're shown exactly how this happens later on in the show. Mm -hmm. um, 
How many episodes is it? I think it's like 10, maybe, okay. in all. It's not very long. Does it suffer from the random episode that didn't need to exist? Actually, no. Every episode Ooh, that's nice. follows the plot along. One of the episodes deals with some backtracking as far as plot is concerned, only because it needs to. Because it needs to explain something that is very important to the plot to yeah. you. Um, which is essential for understanding who Michael B. Jordan's character is. And I'm only saying it that way because I can't remember his character's name yeah. right now. Um, understanding why his character, you know, all of a sudden disappeared from his family's life. Really the truth behind it. Spoilers. And how Dion got his powers. Because he obviously wasn't there in Iceland. Yeah. So, that gives you a hint. Because that just means his dad had powers too. Oh yeah. So at least his balls did. <laughs> his balls. <laughs> My only ability is to birth supers. Um, or impregnate women with supers. No, his his mom is really well acted, even though she comes off as a little bit one note. She's kind of neurotic throughout the entire thing. Um, but well, when you're by the your end kid of it, is a superhero. Or... But by the end of it, she shows what you would expect of a mom to do. She's very protective of her son, almost to the point that it ends up getting her killed once, um, and several times to the point that her own sister threatens to call CPS on her. <laughs> um, so you get this very strange story of. In one hand, you have the subplot of superpowers and the responsibility that comes with having those powers, single parenthood and how to deal with single parenthood, being an outsider to single parenthood who's supposed to be somehow involved but also have to deal with these very clear boundaries set up by the parent that you feel are ostracizing you in a way. That's kind of Pat's whole subplot. Yeah. Um, and then just a nice little sort of secondary plot about um, familial ties and how they work especially when you've been sort of black sheeped by your own family for not doing the things they wanted you to do and following your dreams instead hmm. that's another part of the mother's story yeah. um, so oh, I would say it's a good show um, people who are worried that the show may have like severe heavy racial messaging or overtones it comes up once it's handled very expertly, I should say. I feel like if you were a parent explaining racism, especially to your black child, you would explain it in the way this show does, and that would be it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's one of those things where, like... But it's not on the nose and in your face all the time like it is with a show like, say, Dear Black People, where that's the focus of the yeah. show is to Dear be white about... People. Dear white people, yes, um, to be a show about racial tensions and overtones. Well, because that, so that's a thing. Like the whole Black Panther coming mm -hmm. out being a huge success. Basically, everybody was like, "Look, people will go see a movie about black people." Mm -hmm. You don't have to make a movie that is specifically being like that is specifically saying or focusing on racism or the fact that hey look this is a movie about black people mm -hmm. just make a fucking movie yeah you don't have to make it specifically like this is a movie because it has well, black people that's what i appreciate so much about this show yeah. is it, that's a, I, I like that it doesn't shove it in your face all the time where it's like 
just so you know, here's a reminder on the screen, there are black people in this well, show. Because <laughs> that's like, as much as I enjoyed Black Lightning, Yes, it is a very set in a in a mm-hmm. in a it's the storyline is all based around mm-hmm. the fact that it it's taking place in a black neighborhood or a black family is the main yeah. focus of it um no i feel like the best way to have that representation on the screen if you want people of color to be in your show is let them have their normal everyday lives <laughs> if you want somebody in a show if you want to have a movie starring black people if you want to have a movie starring asian people just put them in the movie yes. don't, don't write it specifically be... to make it yes don't have them be the subject of 24 yeah. 7 having to deal with all things that have to deal specifically with their race because there's they go to work they you know, go out to eat. They have normal lives like normal people do. That is a facet of their lives. It is not the consume. It's not the consumption of their yeah. entire lives. And raising Dion handles it very well. There are shows that lend themselves well well to this, like this one. And it wouldn't work in a show like Dear White People because that, that would is the focus the of premise the, yeah. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm one of those people that I'm like, hey, if you want to cast like Kumail Nanjiani as Batman, go for it. <laughs> I would watch the shit out. Now, maybe not him. I, uh, the oh, what's his name? Raul Cully. Cully. Yeah. From uh, iZombie. 100%. Cast him <laughs> as Batman. <laughs> Who'd you cast as the Riddler? <laughs> oh, God. How long do we fucking spend on that? That was like fucking an hour. <laughs> I haven't gone back to re-listen to it. I, I had to edit part of it out, but that was about it. Just the beginning thing. Um, so yeah, hello, thank you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco, Taco, I can't talk today, um, we are under a month until Extra Life, yes, which means go to spacetimetaco.com slash extra life or bit.ly.com slash extra life, or bit.ly, is it bit.ly slash extra life, or not extra life, is it bit.ly slash Right? Yes. I always think it's bitly.com. Okay, that's not true. It's no. bit.ly slash XL or STTXL19. Mm-hmm. Or click the link because that's a lot better than trying to remember <laughs> words that I'm saying or letters that I'm saying. Uh, and if you like what you're listening to, you can subscribe. You can follow us on all social media. Just search Space Time Taco. I've been Chris. I've been Nate. And I'm sorry, Ink Kit, Ink Kill, can't see your name from here, that you joined right as we're leaving. This is a podcast about video games and movies and comics and other random nerdy bullshits. We and sometimes we get a little bit too political. We got a little political. We today. got very political. We got. Time. I might be on a watch list. Um, I'm on several. So <laughs> yeah, thank you for joining us. Go inside and play video games. I forgot my saying for a second. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. You had a thing that you were saying. I can't remember what it is anymore. Well, fuck it. All right, bye. Free Hong Kong. <laughs> Free Hong Kong. We've been kicked off of Twitch. <laughs> Amazon's part owned by Tencent. Blizzard just banned my account. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been on her head.